understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. All right, welcome to a conversation between my business partner and I that I thought was so relevant because we are so opposites, and I learned so much from you. And uh, so for those of you that don't know, outside of the stranded phase and outside of my um, Insta podcast and coaching and consulting, I also am the co-founder of Lady Boss Mastermind with my good friend, Megan Galan. Galane? Galane. I do that every time. You do. I'm so it's sorry. All right. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, no, that's not it. It's all right. <laughs> this is when, what happens when you're not anything besides white. <laughs> um, you pronounce it like it's spelled. I get it. Yeah, sorry. I'm totally basic. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what makes our relationship so unique is that we are the best of both worlds, is what I feel like, is we each can do what the other can't. And I'm going to just put this right on front street for you guys is that I'm not the best with money. And so the person, the budgeting queen, the person that makes sure that we've got the money, that we do everything right financially inside our mastermind is for sure all day long, Megan. But what I wanted to bring up, and that's why you have the Women Building Wealth podcast. Yes. Yes. Which is awesome. I'm Talk so, about everything money. I'm so excited that you're finally doing this because Women like me need you. It's been a long time in the works, and I have to actually thank Jess for pushing me to, to launch it. Podcasting queen <laughs> helped me out with the Women Building Wealth podcast and helping me get my message, so yeah, it's that, exciting. That's absolutely your message. People got to know that. <laughs> so, one, why are you like this? Let me backtrack with a little bit of a story. So... Your antics just crack me up. And so the other day I was on FaceTime with you. You FaceTimed me and we were talking. We said something about shoes or we were talking about something. My shoe closet. broke. My your, shoe your broke. Your shoe broke on FaceTime. And then you walked into your closet and I was like, what's that thing on the wall that you have your shoes on? And you said, oh, this thing. And you showed me. And I said, it looks expensive. And you were like, the garage section, honey, or something. <laughs> okay, I'm going to finish in all the little blank parts of Everything that conversation. Yeah. So I was going to an event, and it was like a rocker type of costume event. It's for All Children's Hospital. And so it's dress-up. It's a charity event that was dress-up, which was, I think, the best idea ever. Because who has a ball gown in their closet? So it was nice. And I have rocker stuff. My parents take me to a lot of rock concerts so I have a lot of rock stuff and so I went to go grab out my heels with the cool little spikes on them and four so there's four straps total one of them was broken and I'm telling you that because I have to tell you at the end of the night what ended up happening so one strap was broken and I glued it back on no shame in oh my, my game. God, I did glue that back on. You're telling a completely different part of the story about where I remember oh. how cheap you are, but then I forgot about the glue in the strap. So that just makes you even more cheap. I was on I was on a very strict time schedule. I had to be ready in like an hour, so there was like no diverting from the original plan. And so I glued the strap with super glue, and it stayed great. But I have an abundance of shoes. Shout out to the shoes, and those are my where I spend my money at. 
And so I needed a shoe organizer that was, the way my closet's laid out, it had to be really tall. But the shoe organizers that were really tall were like hundreds of dollars. I just didn't understand it. So I decided to get creative and go into the garage section because, you know, we organize garages and stuff, at least where I'm from. So I got a shelf for, that's meant to be in the garage and I put it in my closet. And it's, I think I spent a total of $25 on it and it holds quite a bit of my shoes oh my god it can hold like 50 shoes yes it holds all my sandals and a few of my heels yeah that was the point is like i've been looking for like a shoe organizer and literally i was just thinking about how expensive they were and i'm like megan what is that where'd you get it from she was like the garage section and i thought to myself do you know many times that we're together and i buy something normal and you're like why are you buying that and i'm like oh because it, it serves this purpose and this purpose and this person purpose and you always give me like the alternative cheaper route it's stuff that <laughs> i don't think about i don't think like that and outside of the norm people would call you cheap i joke and call you cheap all the time no it's true it's our joke it's, it's our running true. joke like chris would be like megan's cheap ass like, <laughs> like, but then i walk in with like two dollar two dollar water and he's like you're so bougie yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Am I cheap? Am I bougie? I'm both. Well, I feel like you like you save money in places that people don't think to save money mm -hmm. so that you can spend money in places that like, so like I have to be transparent about this part. You've never once have we been at dinner or anywhere and you're like pressed about money. You're mm. like, you will spend money where you want to eat, where you want to go, what you want to do on vacations, on trips. But like when it comes to things that we don't think about saving money on, you are like down to the wire about saving money on things that I'm like, why does that even fucking matter? Like, <laughs> it matters because I like eating in nice places. Exactly. Like when you shop at Walmart and you show me all the things you buy, I'm like, girl, I would have never even walked in there. <laughs> yes. So that, that came because I actually like get excited about buying cheap shit. Like I get excited when I find really good deals and I make it work for something that I've been wanting it wanting done like around my house. So I own my house. So I have to do a lot of stuff to it to get it up to par how it should be and so um i have to get creative with stuff sometimes pinterest shout out to pinterest and everybody that posts on there that's where i got my start in creativeness but then also my mom was very very creative and she didn't have money so i didn't have money growing up on her side who i lived with her full time and so she would make do with what we had and that was what got me to where i'm at now and now there's just like some things that i just like just ethically can't spend money on because I'm like there's no point like I know a way around this and I can go spend a hundred dollars and it could save me 10 minutes or I could spend ten dollars and it it's maybe 20 minutes like it's not like it's a big time crunch either on how I'm saving money different ways but I do spend and I do splurge especially on food yeah this is, <laughs> the reason we're having this conversation is one I think it's so much fun because you are literally the opposite of me and I appreciate it so much like I honor I honor your greatness because I'm literally the dummy that is always like Megan how do you save so much money like you are the superstar at it and then I guess the other reason is is because of the outcome and so I think amount of money you have saved the amount of money you have invested and at your age what you're doing with your money is literally like people have to hear this. Mm -hmm. And so I think just understanding why you save and then what you do with that saved money mm -hmm. and where you're cheap is pause. I have to tell this story. <laughs> when you started podcasting, you called me and you were like, Oh my God, I found a mic. And I'm like, what do you mean you found a mic? Like I was like, you can go to, 
I showed you where to get it. You could get it on Amazon. You could get it on, at Best Buy. And she was like, yeah, I know, but that's like way too expensive. So I went on Facebook Marketplace and I found someone selling one for like $25. I'm like, Megan, the mic's 65 bucks. You don't want a new mic? You were like, hell no. Why would I spend 65 bucks on a mic? And I'm like, oh my God, yo. Like... <laughs> But these are the places where you save money that I don't think about. Yeah, so I am a huge fan of Facebook Marketplace. First off, I've sold thousands of dollars off of Facebook Marketplace, but then I've also, like, I spend money on Facebook Marketplace. My actual best purchase to date happened yesterday, actually, <laughs> and... So I need a floating shelf in my office. I'm actually, I mean, five years into being in my office, I decided to finally decorate it. And I wanted a floating shelf for, I'm going to brag, for my awards. And <laughs> I want everyone to see those awards. And I worked hard for them. And floating shelves are expensive. I have them all over my house. And they were not cheap when I bought them for my house. But I was on a time crunch when I needed them for my house. And so I was like, I'm about to go on Facebook Marketplace. I found a, it's probably like a $30, $40 floating shelf. It's like 42 inches long. It's pretty big. I got it for five bucks. I'm pretty proud of myself. And it was new wrapped. A lot of the stuff I buy on Facebook Marketplace is new or like barely used. So I, you don't feel like, okay, so I feel like some the alternative we somebody would be listening to this and be like, okay, but what about the gas money you use to go pick it up? Very rarely are they far. So Marketplace, it's like on the area you're in so a lot of places it's like Clearwater Largo where I'm at if like something happens to be in Tampa I mean I'm in Tampa at least once or twice a week for meetings and events so I just pick it up on that day so I do stuff on the way to of other course, stuff because you always have to make stuff yes like, I'm, I'm not gonna go out of my way to do something that's the, that's how I was trying to get around saying that like I am not gonna go out of my way and then the other day we were headed to the beach and I called you and I was like because you live by the beach so I was passing by and I called you and you said I said what are you doing and you were like you were back not vacuuming you uh, were mowing your lawn or something no he's cutting the stupid bushes cutting the bushes I said literally first thing out of Chris's mouth Megan, pay somebody to do that. And you were like, no, I got quotes and it's so expensive. So I figured I'd do it myself. Have I'm going to tell you before? guys, no, I've never done it myself and I'll never do it again. But the quotes were like $500 and it was like, it took me like five, six hours. It probably would have taken them less than an hour. I'll be real. That one I, I should have paid somebody to do, but I never done it before. So I didn't know how much work it was. And yeah, those you want to talk about no joke. You want to talk about the CEO that will is willing to be the janitor? Like that's you. All day oh, long. I'll clean all day long, <laughs> man. My whole office has a cleaning list. They all have chores on Friday. I don't play that game. I'm not, and I'm not trying to sound bougie <laughs> as if I wouldn't do any of this either. I think the point I'm making is like, you will do anything to save a dollar. Yeah, to an extent, right? I'll do certain things. Like, okay, Jess makes fun of my blender. I'm oh my god. The I have a really nice Vitamix, but I dropped the, if you have ever seen a Vitamix, there's like a middle part that you could like stab the fruits and veggies down with. That's not like a fork and it doesn't hit the blade. It's really convenient and great, but I broke it and my Vitamix is kind of on its last leg. So I don't feel the need to buy another one of them because I'm going to have to buy a whole new Vitamix here pretty soon. So like it has a lid. It just has a little hole at the top where that thing belongs, and I just put my hand over it. It's not like I'm making a mess. She but... literally puts her hand over the blender every time she runs out. I'm like, Megan, get a new top. Get a new blender. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not doing that when I can just put my hand over it. Like, we just look at life two completely different ways. The second I buy it, that blender's going to break. It's old. It is an old Vitamix. Like, they don't even make them that way anymore. They make them, like, short and fat and cute now. 
here's where I want to bring it all in right here is that now we're making fun of Megan. This is all fun and jokes, right? But <laughs> let me get, let me show you where Megan gets to make fun of me. Uh, we're on FaceTime the other day and she says, I'm about to buy a property over there by you. And I said, oh, are you moving towards me? Or I said, oh, you're finally moving closer to me. And she was like, no, I'm buying an investment property. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And you said, oh, it's how many units? It's 10 units. I mean, it's five units. It's five duplexes, which is 10 doors total. And I said, Megan, that sounds really expensive. <laughs> Who are you doing that with? And you said you were thirding it with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. And of course, curious me. I said, so what does that investment look like? And what did you say? It's about 100000 so, I don't know who's listening to this, but I don't have 100000 anywhere to pull from. You've got assets. I have assets. So, I, I don't have that in cash. I'll be real with you guys, but I have assets that, that have that much equity in them. So, when I buy property, it I'm buying and getting equity almost immediately. And if not, I probably have lived in it. So, every house that I've lived in just know that I didn't get as much equity as I wanted so I had to live in it for a little bit but so this house specifically I lived in it now it has the values have gone up since I bought it and I have about a hundred thousand in it so I have renters in there now my cool renters are actually looking for a new house for them to move into for me to buy so I don't have to do the research on getting a house they do they're doing it all for me and they know I want to sell it and then once we're ready and sign the contract to buy the five duplexes, I'll sell that property and have the money. So I just want to talk about the long term here. Because how many people don't think about the long term? Yes, long term is so important. And I actually, I was not as long term as I am now growing up. Like, let's say 20, 18 to like 22-ish. Like, I was straight short-term. Like, every outfit was new, all the shoes, I had it all, and all the new phones, everything. And once I realized that I do not want to clock in every day to work, I don't want to show up. Some days I want to stay home, some days I want to go to the beach, and then i rather just, I can work for, like, 15 hours straight and probably do more than most people do in a week. And once I realized that a normal 9-to-5 schedule was not going to work for me, I had to figure out how I was going to make money without having to work totally. And then work on top of that is just a plus. So how I look at investments is long term. I'm very, everything has to, to cash flow. A cool quote that I always think of for an investment especially. But any type of investing that you do, you have an unlimited amount of investments if you make at least a penny off every investment. So you'll have a limited number of investments if you have to pay a penny. Mm, so I've never heard this. Every it's a real estate investing thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the basically what it's saying is as long as you're cash flowing at least a penny, you can have an unlimited amount of investments. Now if you have to pay a penny for every investment and this is probably not your guys who you're listening to. I have some like gurus that I follow and they're like, "Oh, we'll take the hit and maybe pay $5 for this investment." May, and don't cash flow right now, but the return will be later, you're limited on what you can do at that point. And you're putting yourself in a bind. You never want to do that. I'm really against putting yourself in binds, especially for investments. You're doing something that's going to make you money. And a penny, that's dramatics. Like, I better be making a few hundred dollars if I'm doing an investment at least a month. So that's basically how I weigh in what I'm doing. And long-term investing is... I look at it as 
this is my way out. I'm going to replace my my paycheck with long-term investing and then I get to do whatever the hell it is that I want. So what makes you invest so heavily? Because you take huge risks in real estate. Yes, so they're looked at as risks and it's bringing a lot more debt to me, but I'm making more money than I would and it's less work long-term than if I were to not do it. So I can show up every day to work nine to five, go home, hustle all night on women building wealth and and my budgeting stuff and I could keep working with people on weekends or I could take this one huge step and a house I already have, sell it, make the money and now I could double, triple my income from five duplexes. So that one move is going to relieve me from a lot of other work. That's how I look at investments when I'm doing it. I'm doing something and risk or no risk, like I'm really actually not into high risk stuff so you're not going to see me trading forex or doing something that's very very high risk on the financial scale but real estate is a hard asset if the market crashes after i make my investment people still need places to live a duplex is going to cover me more than a single family house would so Mm. it's actually less risk the more you get in one asset so it's actually going safer i get it Mm -hmm. that makes sense because people are going to yeah. be able to afford a, a duplex to First, live in than they will a single yeah, home. Yeah, so my single family home, they're paying me 1500 a month. The duplex, it's only 800 rent, but it's 800 each side. So the mortgage is going to be covered by just one side at least. Wow. Wow. So I want to point this out, and I know you just explained the reason why, but I'm going to point <laughs> it out, is that uh, I don't know too many women that have the 100% desire all the time to be rich as hell. Like, you have a desire to be rich and wealthy oh, yeah. and to do it now. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we all make, myself included, mm-hmm. is we wait until we're 40 to figure out, or 50, until to figure out what our investments look like and what our, um, you know, where our, what our saved money, do we have a pension, do we have a retirement, or have we invested in IRAs? Mm-hmm. And you are 27 now. 27 and have told me everything I need to know about IRAs. Um, she's literally, literally directing me on my pension that I just got <laughs> from the job that I quit and what IRA to roll it into. Like, trust me when I say I never would have ever had I not met you. <laughs> but we wait until, mm-hmm. just talk to me a little bit about the damage that happens when people wait until they're 40, 50 to start talking about their money. So there's, I don't know the exact equation on this, but if you start investing now at whatever age you are, start putting money away now, $20, $100, I suggest 10 to 15% of your income. You're putting that away right now into a tax deferred type of account, which is a traditional IRA is tax deferred. Um, then the Roth IRA grows tax-free. I do everything in a Roth IRA because, like Jess said, I'm going to be wealthy, so it doesn't matter. And <laughs> Be nice to my listeners. You're getting real deep here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what you're here for. But if you're putting 10 to 15% away and you're using that for investments, then you should be. And you should start now. The way that your money can double and, and increase starting now versus in 10 years, you're going to make much more. There's, I'm sure it's like google google that was a cool word. I liked that <laughs> word. Um, you can Google it, but it's like the, the person that puts $100 a month away starting at age 20 versus the person that puts starts putting $100 away at 50. The 50-year-old has a lot more to catch up on because the 20-year-old has been putting $100 away but also making interest on all of the money that's in the account. So it just starting now, you're able to 
start preparing for your future. I'm really big. Um, we're going to get super deep right now. Go. So why I'm actually really into doing what I'm doing, I do not want to raise kids where I cannot be present. Ooh. So when basically when the time does come that I end up having a child and a family, I want to be as present as I want to be. I don't want to have to clock in. I don't want to have to show up anywhere. I want to be on my own schedule. You're the only person on planet Earth that I know that is preparing for their kids before they have kids. Oh. My kids <laughs> already know. I already got good books going. Like, you're going to be brainwashed into manifestation and all that. Just know. I didn't do all this work for nothing. Right. That's facts. Dang. Yeah, Megan got on to me the other day about saying positive affirmations to Cameron, and he's one and a half. I was like, all right, yes, ma'am. We are about to change the world with yeah. everything that that I feel like our generation, at least the people around me, I feel like our generation is really coming up on affirmations and, and growing and empowering each other and stuff like that. And why not? We could start with our kids so easy because we're just molding them. Yep. So why not mold them the way that we are already rebuilding ourselves? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, I agree a thousand percent, except... You are continuously modeling the way when it comes to finances and preparing your life and preparing yourself. And I think, why do you think, well, what do you think was different about the way, not even the way that you were raised, but the things that you've learned, what do you think is different about what you do versus the majority of people? What do they say? Like seven out of 10, it was some crazy number, like seven out of 10 people can't pull a thousand dollars out of their account at any given time. Like, Mm. why is that such an issue? And I know where I was before, but it's like, why is this such the norm? I think it's the norm because we see uh, our parents, grandparents living paycheck to paycheck, but everything seems so fine. And so everybody has always put on this happy face that everything shits and giggles, but we can't even pull a thousand dollars out. Like, that's crazy. So I think what got me to where I'm at, so my mom struggled, I mean, probably very few of you are from Vegas, unless I probably know you. Um, but like I grew up not in a good area like we were around like all the Rodney King riots like I grew up around all that stuff in the apartments in the hood in Vegas and so seeing my mom struggle and get out of that so she bought her first house and yeah she had child support from my dad but my dad was a financial advisor and if you know anything about that that's a hard business it's a it's commission all commission based so when I was younger, he was still getting, I mean, he got started in the eighties and I was born in the nineties. So he had some time under him, but he also went through a big crash. And so he was, my mom was still getting child support, but it wasn't enough to live off of. Like, let's be real. It's not. Yeah. And so she ended up going from this apartment in the hood, buying her first house, which is completely paid off now. And she still has it as a rental and it's cash flowing in Vegas. So I lived in that one until she actually got remarried And then they bought the house that I grew up in. And that house they sold for a huge profit because, you know, they added a pool and got it when it was brand new, all that fun stuff. Added some rooms and stuff like that. And then they, from then, my stepdad and my mom bought single family homes. They're almost all paid off. They just paid extra on them. So they're not saying that they're set, but they have income coming in just from rental properties. So seeing my mom understand that she didn't want to live like that she didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck and she always wanted to do better I think was what a big push was for me and for her she wanted to get me I wanted to stay in Vegas in college I wanted to go to UNLV I had a a scholarship there for my first two years was going to be full ride I would have been set so she met my scholarship and said I will pay what your scholarship is paying for you to leave Vegas and 
I ended up getting into University of Utah, which is now a Pac-12 school. It was it went Pac-12 when I was there, um, which is a huge deal out west. I mean, it's like a, a big university, yeah. like LSU or something. Like that's yeah. a big deal. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll go to uh, University of Utah. And my mom met the same thing as my scholarship, and yeah, that was it. And so I think her pushing me out of Vegas made me realize that I needed to leave and learn the lessons that I needed to learn. And if I choose to go back or don't, that's what it is. Obviously, I didn't choose to go back. I'm in Florida now, but always wanting to do better than my parents. Like, my parents always pushed me into doing more and like yeah more than them and they're always there supporting like I'll be honest with you my second house that I bought that I actually moved into because I didn't get equity in it um, (laughs) I got a really good like price but I didn't get a ton of equity I was not ready to buy it at all and then uh, I was only gonna put one percent down on the house and it was 165 so I was was only putting one percent down which was nice I was like cool because I had good credit I freaking forgot to pay one credit card bill how did I mess that up? I have no clue. To this day, I don't know what was going on in my life that I messed that up. My credit score dropped like 20 points. Three days before closing, I had to come up with 10%. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, holy crap. If I need to close on this house, like this needs to happen. So thankfully, shout out to my mom. She lent me the money and I had to pay her back. So she took a second, of course, unsecured, but you know, she knows me. I pay her back. (laughs) So I had to do a second on that house just to freaking close on it. And it was because of a stupid mistake that I rarely, literally that was the first time I ever did something like that. And yeah, so like she has been able to save me in order to better my life. And yeah, I've paid her back and interest on top of that. But it's like my, because they want me to do better, like they, they're my parents. Like they're willing to sacrifice a little to make me do something better because they know it's going to come back tenfold because they believe. So let's take it back to the basics, because I think there might be people that are listening to this that are completely overwhelmed. <laughs> and then I, somebody was just telling me about that book, The Latte Factor, the other day. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't read it. Basically, whole book on the simple concept of if, if the, you just took the willpower and saved $5 a day. Barf, I hate that. I know. At 30, <laughs> at thir- at 30 then by 60, you'd have 600000 to retire, whatever, which is more at will, really, than what your most jobs would pay you, which, okay, fine. Barf, whatever. But... What, where can someone start in the infancy stages that probably literally has no savings, doesn't even have a savings account? Like, it's like, listen, I make $850 to $1,200 a week. What do I do? I think just creating a budget, seeing where your money's going is most important. There's so many apps now where you can literally see what you're spending money on and cut unnecessary things. Like, to me, I don't watch TV that much. I was paying for cable for a while. Cut cable. You just need Wi-Fi, really. You can have Netflix, Hulu, all the other fun stuff. But that was a big expense for me. Just seeing what you're actually spending money on. I think the more you watch it, the less you'll spend. Mm. And buy the freaking coffee. Not every day. I actually budget for once a week. Nice. But it's included in my budget. Right. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you budget for the fun stuff. Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) That is important in my life. It's what keeps me sane. And I went, like what, three years almost, not living that. So I have a few years of budgeting ready to spend. <laughs> I go to I go on every trip I'm invited on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just let, me, just let me know where we're going next. I need about, most of the time I need about a week. If it's a flight, give me like two weeks. Yeah, every time I'm like, oh, Chris and I are going somewhere. Do you want to go? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, but it's next week. Doesn't matter. I'm going. And I'm like, 
God, for somebody that's cheap, you got money to spend. (laughs) But, like, like traveling and doing all the fun stuff is, like, what keeps me excited and refreshed and brings fun stories to my life and women building wealth. A lot of the stuff I share in Women Building Wealth is stories or seminars that I've learned my lessons in. So it's necessary to keep good content. So if this doesn't inspire you, because this girl's 27 with multiple investment properties, founder of the Women Building Wealth podcast and teaching women to build wealth because ultimately, like you said, the values of teaching our kids and preparing our family before they're even here and... And the ones that are here. I I can help you start budgeting for your children too. (laughs) That and it's like, you want to be real, real about it? Not that Megan doesn't want a man, but... Who you you don't need no man. I don't know. No. You don't need you are the opposite of the stereotypical life of needing a family and combining incomes in order to be stable. Yeah, and that's always been a, I mean a goal of mine if you caught it like my parents were divorced right after I was born. My dad was uh, he came from money, I'm not going to lie. Like m- my dad has money and my grandfather was a, a really well-known attorney in Vegas, but yeah, so my dad came from that. My mom didn't. Like, they're, her family's straight immigrants from, you know, straight in Ellis Island from Italy. So, like, they built everything they had. And so just the hard work of building that is what is so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Well, I had to share this with everybody because I was like, <laughs> this is just like, this happens one time every time we have a conversation it happens every phone call every time we're in person I'm like oh I'm either joking about how cheap you are or or we're making about making fun about how how easily you throw around investment money yeah so it and it's true like I don't I don't spend like I still shop you can be real I still shop at secondhand stores like I get a kick when I can find something for really inexpensive a lot of my really nice like brand name workout stuff secondhand baby yeah and really, <laughs> I, want, I want to hit on that for a second because I feel like a lot of us were raised you know I feel like those teenage years and especially early 20s or right now just keeping up with the Instagram fads like or the social media fads is like it's you should have new things you should always be sharp like you should always be spot on you should be keeping up with the Joneses and I think the fact that doing the opposite excites you mm-hmm. I want to point out how, how much that has paid off for you oh yeah that's paid off a ton and it also sets the bar at when I do buy something new honestly I feel like I value it differently because I can go to Goodwill go get an Adidas t-shirt for two dollars not the one I'm wearing (laughs) (laughs) but I can go get you know an Adidas t-shirt for two dollars and then what what is a normal Adidas t-shirt cost like twenty dollars thirty dollars yeah so let's say twenty five ninety nine but now I can go buy ten of those shirts and I got a whole new wardrobe listen (laughs) like I just I just changed my whole wardrobe in a matter of $20 like that's that is the stuff that excites me but I splurge on food shoes and my dog yes and real estate yes for real estate for sure sure. (laughs) those are my big those are my big splurges besides that like I'm pretty cheap yeah very much (laughs) but it works and that's that's what I wanted to point out about Mm -hmm. you is that 27 multiple investment properties preparing for your life in ways that I've never seen teaching me to prepare my life in ways that I would have never imagined um Megan's constantly putting me on a budget (laughs) y'all and then asking me like do you really need that I'm like ah um and keeping lady boss mastermind together financially so um kudos to you for being an inspiration to all of us, you got to tell everybody where they can follow your uh, all your hacks. Megan Galane is my Instagram, and then podcast is Women Building Wealth, and then 
look out. Soon there's Women Building Wealth Club. Woo! So you go teach us all how to yeah. save money. Yeah. Yeah. Get us. Get, yes. Get us. We're about to be like on all the same page. Budgeting. We're going to be, I'm going to teach you guys about the, the investments, like what I've been doing. And I'm also going to bring like credit repair, like all that cool stuff. Because I get so many messages all the time about credit repair and I know nothing about credit. But I got a guy, I got somebody for that who's going to teach us all about credit repair. Hey! hey. And he's <laughs> going to teach us how to send the letters and get our credit fixed so that we can make more and more money. Thank you, and investments Jesus. because... Fix my credit, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, and I mean, I, I still do real estate investing stuff. I still have bad credit. Like, I'll let you know. Because the debt to income ratio. Got it. So, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it messes up your credit pretty bad. But yeah, so that's all coming up. And it's not going to be expensive. I'm just letting you know that now. So get ready. It's going to be really So you mean the Women Building Wealth Queen is going to provide content that's not expensive? Yes. <laughs> I am because I'm cheapish. <laughs> but no, for real though, it's going to be a whole club. So we're going to hold each other accountable. Awesome. Accountability group. Yep. Women Building Wealth Club coming out. Boom. All right. So make sure you go follow Megan Galane and we are having uh, fun trying to learn how to be cheap out here. So much love you guys and I hope you appreciated this episode. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.